When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. All right, Pittsburgh Steelers fans, welcome back to the second part of the Bad Wang Podcast. I'm Jeff Hartman. <laughs> if someone stumbled on part two first, they're going to be, what in the world are you talking about? <laughs> Joining me as always is Dave Schofield and Brian Anthony Davis. Again, if you didn't catch part one, you make sure you go back and listen to the end. That. So that you understand fun. that joke. Yeah, we, had fun. <laughs> we, do have, we always had fun. Uh, what's not fun is the fact that the National Football League is looking at a crisis on their hands and the sheer number of players that are not going to be able to play this Sunday or Saturday. Um, I think the record right now is 21 players. I think someone has 21. No, is it 17 or 18? Oh, no. There's two teams than... with 21, oh, but my they gosh. don't have the most. Who has the most? I think the Rams are to up to like 26. 20... Six or seven? Oh, I thought the Rams had twenty-one. No, I, th- I think I thought it was the Browns and the football team that had twenty-one. I'm gonna, I, I'm gonna have to, you guys are gonna make me have to look it up, aren't you? Okay. Well, anyways, the COVID <laughs> cases are through the roof, and now the the NFL has kind of been painted. It has kind of painted itself into a corner um, with some of their protocols. And I know that they've already, Dave, you read the article, right? They've started yep. to back off. Yeah, change some of these protocols, but go ahead, Dave. Rams are 25, Browns in Washington are 21. This is according to Field Yates of ESPN. And just just so you can understand, they yeah, what they're doing is they're is they're they're changing up. I'm not exactly sure the difference they're doing in testing. It's all about if you're asymptomatic and like expediting the testing and looking at actual levels to see if if you're a threat to other players, obviously you have to be completely asymptomatic. So the problem is there's all these players on the COVID list and none of them have any symptoms or are feeling anything, and yet they're told they can't play. That's the problem, and that's what they're trying to get those players back faster. But apparently there's some different reports. Some were saying this doesn't kick in till Monday. Some are saying this kicked in today, but players that tested positive yesterday or the day before, it doesn't affect them. You know, they still were under the old rules. I, though it's so confusing and everyone's trying to get answers and they're not getting great ones right now. Now I'm not, this is not going to be, this is not going to become political. It's not going to turn into anything that is remotely controversial. This is just stating the simple fact. You know, I was listening to uh, Mike Florio of Pro Football Talk was doing a radio spot on my way home from work today, and he said that his sources, the NFL, is like, we are not moving games this year. Mm-hmm. There's four games left that we are not. The The Browns are on to uh, Mullen. Is that his name? Nick Mullen? Nick because- Mullen. Nick Mullins, I'm sorry, plural. Um, you, I, I, doesn't he have a record for like the most passing yards in his first eight career starts or something like that? For San Francisco last year? Yes, for, for whatever, for the first eight games that he started, 
You know, he has like crazy passing yards. So I once again, the Browns will get better by not playing Baker Mayfield. Well, but then Brian's boy <laughs> case. I mean, Brian, what are your thoughts yeah. on just the situation? And do you think that the NFL should be willing to move games like the Saturday game between the Raiders in Cleveland? All right. So last year they didn't do anything when the Denver Broncos had no quarterbacks going to play the saints. And point. so it, I'm not thoroughly convinced the NFL knows what it's doing. I, I think they're just, uh, they're just playing with this league and, and uh, saying that, okay, yeah, we're, we want your best interest, but they don't want to move games because there's no bye weeks left and they really can't with a Super Bowl already on February 13th. So you're in a situation now where you've got to you've got to really say if you're the NFL, we we can't touch this. Now, they changed their rules this week. I I know Dave's giggling because of the hammer reference. Yeah, he's doing the hammer dance here. <laughs> um, but Okay, I don't even know what I'm saying. All I'm going to say is <laughs> it's really distracting. They, yeah, a very large man doing the hammer dance on the screen. It works really well when you're in a wheelchair, actually, and you can only see from your chest up. All, all I'm going to say is the consistency is not there. I mean, if, if you got nailed with this six weeks ago, you're like, come on, where was that then? And now we're like, all right, we're trying to protect this. No, you field the players that you have. And if this was a Pittsburgh Steelers situation, I because some teams have 24, I'm completely crushed that the Steelers have one and it's Montrevious Adams. I'm completely crushed for that. So all I'm saying is you, you can't kind of change the rules. All right, you lost these players, these three valuable players that you lost. And Pittsburgh lost some valuable players. And now you're saying, okay, you've got 21 out. Well, you found a way not to control it. You did not clean up your own mess in your in your house. So all I'm going to say is you filled a team with who you can field a team with. If you've got to go, if you're going to go get Shane Falco to play, if you're the oh, Browns gosh. this week, <laughs> get Falco. He played at Ohio State. <laughs> you know, you brought up a good point, though, not about Shane Falco. That the NFL set a standard last year with the Denver Broncos game. And that was when their quarterback room took their little tracer things and put them in the corners and then sat together and watched film together, right, right on top of each other. They like, no, you're playing. So I feel like they said, and, and Roger Goodell, according to Mike Florio, pro football talk told owners that forfeiting games is remaining on the table and is a realistic option. The only thing that you got to remember Neither team gets paid if a game is forfeited. So if the Browns have to forfeit Saturday, the Raiders don't get paid either, which is really crappy. And the players association would be up in arms if they end up doing that. But I believe that was part of a, an agreement between the two sides. So have it that Dave, what are your thoughts on this real quick before we move on? Well, you could say, well, they moved the games last year and they moved things around like the Steelers got, you know, one one game moved into their bye week. They got another game moved six days later. That that yes, they moved things around last year, but that was to make sure that there wasn't a bigger spread. With these, it's not even about because they're saying so many of these positives. Now some of them are coming in, and you're worried that they are getting it from their same facility. But a, but a, but before the last three days. 
the, the overwhelming majority of these positive cases came from external sources, not spread within the organizations. And that's what they're worried about. They don't want to, they don't want spread within, within the team. They don't want spread on the field. Um, they don't want, you know, if, if you got players that have to miss because of that, you have players that have to miss because of that. And that's the way they've gone with it. So you understand that they're being consistent from that standpoint. I like what they're changing with the overall thing is because if players are one asymptomatic and two de deemed to be safe, that they're not going to spread it to other people, then they should be allowed to play. There's no reason that they should have to sit there when there's, when there's, you know, little danger, I'd say little because anything is, you know, there's a chance of anything anywhere, but there's, there's little risk in, in spread and you're not, and it's little risk to the players or the people around them. They should at least make sure they're doing that, which is what they're trying to do. It'll be interesting. I mean, I'm going to be watching to see if Cleveland, I mean, clearly, obviously the Steelers fans are going to be interested in that game. I mean, that's, that has direct implications. So, all right. Uh, I didn't want to spend too much time on that, but wanted to bring it up because it's really, boy, it's really uh, an interesting talking point. Uh, let's do some over under before we get to our predictions. Uh, try to try to be unique here. Try to pick a different one for every like one one per player in the ones that I chose. So let's go with over under uh, Benjamin Todd Roethlisberger yards, yards passing, not rushing. Two hundred and fifty five. Over under Brian. I'm gonna say under slightly. All right, Dave, over under 250. Over. Ooh. Okay. He does throw well against Tennessee, typically. Yep. Typically he does. Najee Harris touches, total touches, not rush attempts, total touches. 31 and a half. Brian Anthony Davis. That's over a good number. The reason that I said Ben is going to be so low with passing is because <laughs> Najee is going to be have the over. Oh, okay. I was wondering why you were talking about Ben when we moved on to Najee. Then it made <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> All right. Bad Wang podcast. Okay, Dave. <laughs> under. <laughs> I thought you were going to say more there, but no. no. I'm going under. Um, I'm I'm going roughly, you know, you know, 20 to 22 rushes, four or five catches. So that's going to be under 31 and a half. I hope he goes over. Because that means they're running mm -hmm. the ball well, and he's getting the mm -hmm. rock. They're not having to throw it a ton. DJ Deontay Johnson targets ten and a half. Brian Anthony Davis over under. I'm gonna say slightly under. Okay, Dave. Over. Oh, okay. Chase Claypool yards receiving, not rushing, receiving eighty-two. Brian over under. I'm gonna actually say over. He's been he's been getting a getting a few lately dave over under over he's going to be in the 90s and not the leading receiver all right i'm anxious to hear your uh prediction now <laughs> i haven't figured it out yet <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay tj Watt. normally when you say this stuff you have like everything is yeah. already figured out in your head. yeah um tj watt sacks two and a half brian over under under he'll have one and a half okay dave i'm gonna go under um, because we could just as likely to see one of those games where TJ's not himself, or you could see him come out and have a good game. And even a good game is two sacks. So the safe bet is under. 
Although I'm pulling for over, of course, because I want to I want to wave the towel for all of them. When he comes back, sometimes he shows out if he's healthy. Yeah. I'm going to go over with three oh. um, takeaways. Steelers defensive takeaways. One and a half over under Brian. They're going to take away two. So over. OK, nice. Dave over. Under over. Eight. You had said in this in the stat geek that they have a pension to turn the ball. over. Yes, they are tied for 25th in the most turnovers this year. So you say over. I'm going to say over with two. What about the Steelers turning it over? I have that line at one and a half as well. Over, under, Brian. Under, one. Mm, Okay, Dave? I'm going to say under as well because it's what I want because they need to take care of the ball. You got to remember, they turned the ball over, what, three times last year in Tennessee and still won that game. So, but how many times do you actually get that? That is very rare. They need to take care of the ball. It's going to be under. They might they might have one, but if if they're getting up to where they have multiple turnovers, they're in trouble. Do you remember the start to that game last year? It was perfect. I mean, they they came out yeah. and just only I, touchdown they, on the opening drive they had all season. But it was like what well, they were up like 21 nothing in the blink of an odd team like yeah. and then just slowly yep. let them back in. Anyways, that's yeah. it for over under. Let's do some predictions. Dave, what's the uh, current line? Like I said, it's been moving all over the place. It started at two and a half. Now yeah. it's down to what? I'm gonna hit refresh on my on my screen because I want to make sure it didn't change again. It's been moving all over the place. According to our official lines at uh, DraftKings.com. It is Tennessee Titans are favored by one point with the over-under of 43. And tally sites down to a half point. I know. So I that's that. interesting. So you said over-under is what? Uh, 43. God bless America. Okay. Um, Brian, what's your score prediction, and how do you see this thing shaking out? I'm seeing the Steelers win. Everybody's going to disagree with me on the fact that I actually think there's going to be a lot of points because I don't think the defenses are up to snuff. Both defensive backfields, I think I'm going to see a little bit of a shootout here. So 31 to 30 in favor of the Pittsburgh Steelers. Dave Schofield? I'm very, very close in that score as well because I think it's going to be more points. The Steelers can't stop the run, and the Titans run it very well. The Steelers, their strength is Ben Roethlisberger's been throwing the rock much better and getting it to his receivers. And the Titans, they're not that great at stopping the pass. So, therefore, I'm going very close to Brian. I'm going Steelers because I have to because I'll be there with my brother and we got to keep the streak going. So, I have to pick the Steelers because I have to believe they'll win for just for that reason. And I'm going 31-28. All right. I shockingly Wait, have this. What did I say? What did I say? 28-31-28. Okay. I'm wrong. It's 31-27. No. Yeah, I had it written down. I, I, I believe you. I believe. I trust me. I believe you. Uh, shockingly, I do have the Steelers winning. I know that everyone's going to be taken aback by that. Um, I have the Steelers actually winning a close one, and it's not as high scoring as you all predicted. I have twenty three twenty one. I don't think the Steelers blow anyone out That's ever anymore. It's it is barely yeah. over. That's why I said when you said the lines, <laughs> I said God bless America. <laughs> so, oh my gosh! All right. Um, Brian, do you have trivia tonight? Yes, I actually have two little ones, and they're they're pretty compelling, I think. All right, on the Bad Wang podcast, two little ones. Go ahead. All right. <laughs> <laughs> Let's go. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> I love it. All right, so 
You know, there was a lot of talk a couple weeks ago when TJ Watt had that huge sack game and when he tied James Harrison at 16 for the official team record in single season sacks. What is the unofficial oh. team record and who did it? Dave, go ahead. Oh, no, go ahead. No, Jeff, you got to. Is it LC Greenwood? I... No, it's not. No. Then I don't know. I'm trying to remember because I actually had to look this. I had to, I was typing up an article. I wanted to know what year James, James Harrison um, did the 16 sacks. So I just did a search for Pittsburgh Steelers sacks in a season. And it wasn't Harrison as number one. And now I'm trying to remember who it is because it's not someone you would normally think of. Um, no, he, he was a star. Because it was in the team. 60s, right? Yes. 1961. He was a star for another team, came to Pittsburgh for two years, and was brutally murdered in a hotel room. <laughs> oh my gosh. And that's and funny because that's what I'm saying. <laughs> I should know this. I had that name, and I just don't remember what it is because it wasn't someone that you that would jump out. I knew it was someone that you wouldn't expect. It's not going to be a Joe Green or Elsie Greenwood or Dwight White or one of those guys. It's It, it was someone that you're going to be like, oh. Yeah, I, I guess he played for the Steelers. I, I just can't remember the name right now. 17 and a half sacks for Gene Big Daddy Lipscomb in Lipscomb. 1961. And Big Daddy was a big player for the Colts on those championship years. Dang. So my, my Murdered in a hotel room? Yeah, brutally murdered I uh, back in Baltimore. Oh uh, yeah, it God. was... Uh, I read no, it, Baltimore. I'm not surprised. I read an article yeah. in Sports Illustrated about it. It was it was a big feature, and it was like never solved. Really interesting stuff. Look that up if you <clears throat> ever are curious. Um, so the other question: There are five linebackers that have been associated with both teams for Tennessee and Pittsburgh. That not all of them will be suiting up for this game but five that are have been with both teams currently and the one know, player he, he might be injured but he is still considered on this on this team also well bud, du, but bud dupree is obvious but yes. robert obvious. robert spillane is yep. another yep those are the two that came to my head right Ola away Denier. good one Tuzar was there for a while, but I don't think he's still with them on their practice squad, is he? He's still considered to be there, yes. Okay, that that Tuzar skipper. That's what I wasn't sure if 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 the twos was still there. Jeez. Are you sure? I'm gonna look that up. Well, I, I know I he was there at one and... point. I just don't know if he was if he is right now, but you, you're probably right if you look it, it up. It uh I'm not sure what site, but I looked him up real quick before I did it. So I I didn't have a misstep like he did the past couple of weeks. The other one's a little bit of a trick. Yeah, the he went he went back on the on the practice squad um the beginning of December. I mean December 6th. So he just got put back on that practice squad. So uh, very good there, Brian. It's not someone like Tuska, is it? He's been around a couple of places, but I don't think it was him. Yeah, you know, it's not, but I mean, I wouldn't be surprised if he was there at one point. Mm -hmm. But it it's kind of a trick. I'll tell you that. And George Teston got it. Oh, oh, are you going to say Mike Vrabel? Mike Vrabel. 
Oh, jeez. Oh, <laughs> yeah, I, I don't feel it. <laughs> but Tuska, I think we need to look. No, up. Tuska was he was he was with um Denver, Denver, Taco Tuska. Oh, okay, Jeffrey yeah. Benedict says Taco Tuska. <laughs> All right, Dave, your turn for trivia. <laughs> okay, mine aren't mine actually isn't, I don't think as good as Brian's. Um, the Pittsburgh Steelers are going into the final four games of their season. It's is it still throwing you guys off that it's not even quarters? It it, it yeah. drives me nuts. I kind of got love over that around the how it was yeah. before. Well, what's funny is the Steelers' ninth game was in week 10. And what happened in what happened in that game? The ninth game was yeah, that, that was was that Monday night? No, that was their tie, right? Week ten. Yeah. So, in Week other 10, words, yeah. that was right in the middle. You can just throw that game as if it didn't exist, because really, in the when it comes to their record, it's like it's not there. Um, if you know what I mean. Um, if you break up quarters, but if you, if you if you're looking at this as if the Steelers are going into the final quarter of the season, which is the way I do, which is going in the last four games, it they would be you know, in their best interest, if they could win out under Mike Tomlin, how many times has the Steelers won out in their last four games since he started in 2007? I'm going to say once it hasn't happened often. I, 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 I mean, they unleashed hell that one December. I know that <laughs> <laughs> I'll say twice. Okay. Brian would be correct with twice. On themselves. Yes. Mm-hmm. Um, the question is now that it's been twice. What were the two years where they where they finished winning their final four games? Two thousand and ten. Two thousand and ten. They went three and one. Ah. Let's go fifteen. Two thousand and fifteen. They went three and one. Two thousand eight. 2008, they went three and one. Gosh, darn it. Wow. (laughs) I know it's not 2009 because that was Unleash Hell. So 2009, they went three and one. Really? Yes. 2007? 2007, they went one and three. 2011. 2011, they went three and one. Why don't you just tell us what Did years say- they went for? <laughs> oh, wait, wait, wait. Let's, uh, let me go 13 real quick. 2013, they went three and one. Oh, goodness gracious. 2014. What if, what's hey, the best year 13. that most people think Ben Roethlisberger ever had? Jeff just said it. 2014. 2014. They went four and oh. Okay. And in 20. 16, they went four and oh down the stretch. So they went, they've gone on a few twice, but they've gone three and one, as you can tell, seven out of the 14 years. So they've been nine out of the 14 years, they've won three or more games in their final four. They've only split where it's two and two one time. And then they went one and three. They've never gone 0 and four over their final four games under Mike Tomlin. And what's crazy is that four and oh record in that quarter, that's the like, that's the 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 second most four and zero seasons they had in a single quarter, 
Um, and it's not the first quarter, it's not the third quarter. Usually the Steelers, when they do their best, is the second quarter of the season, including this year they went 4-0 in the second quarter, the second four games of the season. I'll, I'll just say that. But, yeah, the Steelers have gone. They've won three or more games in their final four, nine out of the four, nine out of 14 seasons with Coach Tomlin. That's interesting. Very interesting. All right, so uh, we have some time, and I, I did this intentionally. Uh, obviously, we're right in the midst of the Christmas season. I love Christmas. I know that these gentlemen do as well. Here's the question for you all. And that is, if you can only pick one Christmas movie that you watch this year, so you can only pick one, you can watch it by yourself with the family. doesn't matter. I don't care if it's questionable. Like some people say diehards on a Christmas movie. Those would be, they, they would be wrong, but still, um, I don't care what kind of movie it is. What movie are you watching? Uh, if you can only pick one, Brian, I'll start with you. Now, it would be Die Hard or Lethal Weapon because those are my favorites. But no, really, one that I saw for the first time in 1985 on TV, I was building a cabinet with my dad on, it was right before Christmas. And he's, we just stopped what we were doing and we were just staring at the screen and it was, it's a wonderful life. And I, I mean, I've seen that a million times. I have done it on Christmas Eve so many times, just like uh, when everything's done and you're, you're just relaxing, turning it on TBS and just sitting there and watching, especially that last half an hour. And I cry every single time. It's good. It's a tradition in my family. I watch it with my, with my kids every year. Uh, Dave, what about you? If you can only watch one. The, the the key is only one because I watch a ton of Christmas movies. I'm not did. talking about like the like the, the the Hallmark movies or anything like that. I'm talking about yeah. re- regular, you know, standard been in the movie theater Christmas movies. And the question is only watching one. So I got to go with a movie that I've already watched probably close to double digit times so far this year. Although I don't know that I've made it through the entire movie one time in any one time, because I keep falling asleep and everything. Um, but cause I quote it so much and that has to be Christmas vacation. <laughs> that is a good one. That, that is one that um, I was going to say that one. And I, so I'll go with my, my one B mm-hmm. and it's one that my dad still to this day has never seen all the way through because he said he gets, he got so annoyed with me as a child watching it so much that he refuses to watch it. It's aired on loop for 24 hours uh, on TNT or TBS. And that is a Christmas story. Um, That is one of my favorite Christmas movies. Absolutely love everything about it. Ralphie, uh, the red rider. That's a love it or hate it movie though. And a lot of people don't like it and that's fine. Like it's, it's totally fine. But I would have said national lampoons is my first because as a father now, especially someone that, does enjoy some exterior illumination on the house. I mean, there's just so many things that you can, I can quote it all year. Like you said, Dave, that there is an RV. <laughs> Don't you go falling in love with it. We take it. <laughs> I, I, I say that to my wife year round. Every time one passes by on the road, that there is an <laughs> RV. <laughs> I saw someone do that in their yard yesterday. It, they had like a mannequin oh. dressed like Eddie they had a sign that said that something was full holding the, it was, and I drove past. I'm like, Oh man, I wish I wasn't in a hurry. I'd go back and take a picture. Um, I, I did see one, one that I'm, I'm in love with now is Jerry cherry man put it up there. Love actually, but I've discovered yeah. a new Christmas movie that, that is not considered a Christmas movie, but it's all about Christmas and it's daddy's home too. If you've never that's, seen that, that was my one. B. That's a good one. Yeah. That's my one. B. I, I, 
I didn't want to watch it first, but I could see that becoming a Christmas classic because it's got mm-hmm. it's got a lot of the National Lampoon in it as far as uh, mm-hmm. as far as the humor. I could quote National Lampoon's literally the entire movie, so I'm not. I'm joking. Oh, <laughs> Sorry. Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> I can yeah, hear that happen yeah. in the Hartman house. Where's the Tylenol? <laughs> get any worse? We're on the threshold of hell, Helen. How could it get worse? <laughs> I do turkeys now. I say, save the neck for me, Clark. All right. Um, any <laughs> any final thoughts? Or are we good to go? I have final thoughts. All right. So, Brian, go ahead and start with final thoughts. I'm going to keep it quick. This is my favorite time of year, like we just talked about. But it's also my favorite time of year because the Steelers always seem to be in the mix in December one way or the other. And not just are we getting ready for the holidays, we still have the Steelers mixed in there. And I could be at a Christmas party, but I'm glued to black and gold instead of red and green that day. Dave Schofield, final thoughts. Okay, before I get the other one, I do have to say every time we we go to have dinner as a family, when either my spouse or I, one of us says, "All right, who's going to say grace?" The other one has to say, oh, "Grace." Grace. She, she passed away ago. thirty years ago. The <laughs> Doesn't matter what time. Yes, the <laughs> blessing. Um, sorry, my final thoughts are: if you're listening to this, if you're in the live chat or you're listening to the podcast form, and you're at Heinz Field Sunday. Before the game, I want to see you at 122 row Q seat 16 and 17. Coming to see myself and Big Bro. We're going to try to go live on YouTube if we can get our our, our signals uncrossed, uh, you know, like we did the last time we were there. Uh, come see us, please. Really, really do. Come see us. You can't miss me. I'm enormous. Just look for the biggest person you can find, and it's probably it's and it's it's going to be me. In the words of in sync um uh, and i'll be in a, uh, most likely in a number 97 cam hayward jersey or with the steelers coat over top of it but come, come find us we really would like to see you all if you're there yeah absolutely so all right good show we'll be back next thursday to preview who they play next chiefs yes at yep. chiefs yeah all right they get a little mini buy coming up they're playing right now on thursday night football Losing. anyways good dave uh send us out hey All right, we'll see you on another Bad Wang podcast. Take it easy. Oh, how it rips me, but love makes me live for tomorrow.